Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. How are we, legends? Good, Good mate. mate. Kicking Back goals. Again Back again for another week of <laughs> drinking beer and chatting shit about sport. I haven't got a beer 100%. today. I've got, um, got a beer. coconut water. Well, on that on that note, you yep. can hydrate and I'll open I've a got, beer then. I've got water as well. You got the beer for the three of us, mate. Right. Health is I'll wealth. take I'll take one for the team. <laughs> Cheers to <Beautiful>. myself. <laughs> All right, is that, is that what the world's coming to these days, mate? All you English. Bloody drinking by just, yourself these days. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. We drink our sorrows away after the ashes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we uh, start, Chris, do you want to mention the socials? Yeah. So follow us on uh, the Sports Society podcast on Instagram. Um, slide into the DMs with a with a question. Um, we've got a few questions to go through later. So yeah, follow us on Instagram. Give us a f- give us a follow, will you? Like and subscribe. You know how it goes. And if you are enjoying the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, give us a five-star review, yeah, please. please. Cheers. Please. Please. <laughs> oh, please. please. All please. right. The ashes. I'll let you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> the silence. All right. Let's put the score aside, right? I'm just going to throw some stats out for you. If you didn't have Usman Kawaja, you wouldn't be in the position you're in right now. Um, I got, disagree. No, I disagree as well. I disagree. Go, go, Dan. He's got three hundred. He got three hundred runs. He no, did, no, no, no. You, you can't in, count the first first game. This is a new game, mate. It's game two. What did he get in game two? What was his total? Well, his it wasn't that much, innings, was it? Well, his first innings, he got seventeen. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty average, pretty, poor. pretty standard. But the second innings, he actually got seventy seven from one hundred eighty seven balls. So. He was, you know, crucial for Australia's, you know, score considering he was the only one to get above 50. But yeah. like I said, you can't really take his game one score and game two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Steve Smith's been outstanding with his 110 in the first innings, bringing yeah. up his 32, 32nd, sorry, 100th. Yeah. So to answer your question, I don't, I don't, you don't think... You don't think? You don't agree? No. Nah. No, I don't I, agree. I think you've got to give credit to Australia's bowlers, to be honest. If you just look at the second innings alone, yeah, I know it's it's ongoing at the moment, but it'll be finished by the time this podcast gets released. Yeah. But cu- currently, as it stands, um, who, who have we got in? Oh, you, you bowled out Crawley in six balls, bowled out Pope in 10, bowled out Joe Root 35, and then bowled out Harry Brook in three. Well, let's let's talk about yeah. those wickets, yeah? So obviously we, we talk about Bazball a lot, yeah? Oh, so you got basketball. It's not working. <laughs> I told you it's not going to work, but no, like boys, no, boys, it's going to work. At first, I was all for basketball, yeah, and it sounded great, attacking competitive cricket. But reality, if you don't have the personnel, i.e., the batters and bowlers, then in in my opinion, it's pointless. Well, so what did we, I we say? Had, we had in this yeah. second at, at Lords, yeah, we had overcast conditions at Lords and our bowlers were bowling 78, 79 miles per hour. It, it was shocking. Like Kevin Peterson said, shambolic. Like it's, it's just awful, it's awful bowling. It's 
or fulfilled in. Um, it's yeah, Basball. I was all up for last test. This one, absolutely shambolic. Well, apart from Ben Duckett, who you guys should be praising for this test, if it wasn't for him and he's 99 or 98, sorry, and he's 50 not out overnight to still hopefully give you guys a chance tonight, you guys would be. We'd be smashed. Yeah, we'd be dead and buried. I think dead we are dead and buried. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think Australia would have batted in the second innings. I think we would have thrown you guys in straight away, and we'd probably still have the same results. So, well, good on to you, Ben Duckett. Well, when so, you get when you got up to four hundred runs, you won't see Australia declaring, will you? This well, band, that's the difference. This, this yeah. is it. They you get the higher tally, right? That's that's ODI. Mm. That's what the whole purpose of the you get the highest amount of runs you can possibly get. But well, that's what I was saying for your, your game one. So why would they, I'm pretty sure it was like 389 or something. You correct 93, me if I'm wrong. 393. 93. But why not kick on when you still have two wickets? You've still got Joe Root out, um, still in the crease, sorry, on day one. Why would you not kick on, get an extra 50 runs in that night and then bat till lunch and then declare? Exactly. So Australia, Australia done that, only what, an extra 25 runs or whatever. But, you know, they even last night, Australia batted, Brought out Nathan Lyon, who has a calf strain. Yeah. And good job to you, Nathan Lyon, for getting Fair out play there. But to, to bringing Lyon. him out to, I think we got an extra 15 runs or something for that last wicket. Mm. Bringing him out to get those extra runs. Like, England wouldn't do that. No way. No. England would have declared. I'm surprised they're not declaring now. 114 for four. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Game Just over. Accept defeat. Baz ball. Accept it. <laughs> I'm obviously not the biggest cricket expert but I can tell that um basball for me if you don't have the right personnel isn't isn't going to work it's like any sport you you could have this great way of playing but if you haven't got the players to play that way then it's not yeah. going to work is it where I think you guys went wrong and it comes back to the coin toss so let's go to Ben Stokes so wins the coin toss and goes we're going to field where you went wrong then what he was hoping for, so the cloudy conditions, he was hoping for a bit of swing, early wickets. He didn't get that early wickets for when Australia's batting the first inning. So that's where they went wrong. Didn't take advantage of the uh, grey skies. And like we said earlier, Australia went on to make 4-16. Why would he not then, why would he choose to field and not bat? That's what I'm gobsmacked on. I know well, a lot of people say, oh, England love to chase, but in a test match, runs on the board is so massive, it's crucial. So Australia come out and get 16. Now the pressure's all on England. It's because it was overcast. Yeah, but it's overcast. So I know why he wanted the field. He wanted the early wickets. Didn't get the early wickets. Yeah. But I just don't understand why he wouldn't. It was a perfect batting pitch. Lords is a perfect batting pitch. Is Ben Stokes even that good? (laughs) Could I say it? I don't know which one of I'm pretty sure you guys... I'm pretty sure you guys were spooking up before the uh, Ashes started that Ben Stokes was well, the goat. Well, <laughs> no, I said higher. higher um, actually, than, I might uh, have said that. Yeah. The legend Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> but like I said last week, um, I'm reasonably new to to cricket. Yeah. I haven't. This is the only time that I've properly sat down and watched it. And but before then, all you hear is Ben Stokes. This Ben Stokes that. And yeah, but you're I've not hearing. It. And I've just, I've just. He's this is what I'm seeing, it. right? I know, I know like I said, I'm, I'm, fr- I'm fresh to it, but yeah, I've just but you're been not hearing these... Ben Stokes with his scores or his bowling. You're hearing Ben Stokes being in trouble, mate. That's what. You're no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Getting his I'm, straps. He's always in trouble, mate. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I've just witnessed this test, and Ben Stokes has just yeah. made terrible decisions. It's like you're not a captain, bruv. No, and, <laughs> and that's why 
you know, Joe Root is actually performing better now that he's not captain. It's less pressure, Dan. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, Ben Stokes is having to worry about 10 other blokes on the field, every ball, every play, every positioning, when they're going to declare, because he declares when they're 115. But this, this, this is it, Ad Stokes. Do you know what I'm you, saying? You, for your old footy club, you were, you were what? Were you vice-captain? Uh, I've been captain. You have been captain. So yep. you do know the stresses of being a captain. Oh, I've, I've so been they, captain. So they do just pick the worst players to be captain then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the title, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I mean like the the pressures of being a captain, you, you said it just then. Yeah, um, Come, it's, coming, coming back off that question for you, I mean, with obviously I was captain with AFL with all the listeners. Um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a different sport. Like, we're, we're not having the pressure of myself making the crucial calls per no. ball, per delivery, setting out the field, yada, yada, yada. Like that doesn't fall on an AFL captain, you know, as to no. a, a cricket captain. It's so much more stressful. I do I do well, give him credit. It is a stressful job, but he is trash. And I'll say it from the start, I'll say it to the end. But you've got no one else, not, mate. Apart from no, Joe Root, he's not going to get the from, captaincy again. What coming I was going to say... T- coming from two guys that... Didn't really watch cricket before this. I, I watched a mm. little bit, but he's not performed at all. Ben Stokes. Not in his series. No, he has. But he has. Only, he's only, so what I was reading the other day is he turned up for the last series and that was it. Yeah, and that's probably why he's the captain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He he, he can play. He, he like, like we said earlier, he's an all-rounder. He can bowl, he can bat. It's crucial in a game. How many runs has he got in the, in the two tests? Think, can anyone say? Well, well, he's not out at the moment. He's crucial in your second innings. He's 29 from 66. But in his first innings, he had 17 or 16, sorry. Yeah. No, sorry, 17. Um, and in the first test, well, he probably would have got 35 runs in both innings. He hasn't got so any he's done, wickets. He's done bugger all. He hasn't, he hasn't got, got any wickets. wickets and he dropped the ball the other day along with yeah, Bairstow and Pope. I think that England's fielders are letting us down. I think yeah. the positioning that yeah. we're, we're, we're setting them all up on the inside... And then we bowl into the outside or into the middle. Kawaj is just hitting it to the to the right every time. I've 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 just got to give a quick shout out to Zach Crawley, who before the game turned around and said that England will smash us, smash Australia. We're ready for you. We're going to beat you by 150 runs, mate. You can flop off back with Ollie Robertson, mate. You are trash <laughs> as well. Games on the line and you yeah. deliver three runs and you get bloody. Bold mate from Stark with well, an absolute peach. In the absolute peach. In the Stark's series, been playing incredible. In the series, yes. well, well, actually, we'll get on to Starks. I reckon that was a drop ball. Yeah, wow. we'll yeah we'll move on. Oh, to that in a minute. the yeah, controversy we'll call. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say All what right. you was going to say, and then we'll... typical English. Yeah, man. we'll get on to Starks yeah. afterwards. But Ollie Robinson's <laughs> yeah, yeah. got in the series ten wickets, so he's not that bad. He he is getting the wickets. He, the thing that we just got fired up last week was you, you, what he said. <laughs> You got it, yeah. He, he gets pumped up to a guy where he got a wicket to, where he's just batted him around the park for four hours, got 140, mate. Like Kawaja, don't be a flog. Yeah, Kawaja in the first game, but despite, when he got 140, despite him, he's got in this series got ten wickets. The only other person despite, to get more is uh, Stuart Broad, and he's been on fire, mate. Exactly. So I mean, he, he's a star. He England hasn't been got, bad. England have got the most wickets in the series. Oh, yeah, because you guys are declaring and not giving us know, a chance yeah. to get your wickets. It's ridiculous. That's the yeah. difference. Like I said, you're going and declaring after 250, we're four down. <laughs> the qu- my question is, right, can you not play, can you be Baz Ball and still 
and not declare? Like carry on. Would it still be basball if you didn't de- if you didn't declare? So if you just carried on going for the you know going for the for the sixes and fours, but you just carried on until. Well, that's what I thought they would do. That's yeah, a well, question that's, for you guys. That's a no-brainer, right? Put back on the uh, English cricket team, really, because I don't mind you guys declaring. I would rather you guys declare. Every Australian less, hundred percent. Every Australian would rather England declared. Kevin oh. Peters, I watched the interview. Kevin Peterson was like. I really don't understand why they're declaring. Yeah. Do you think Australia, when they got to 390, go, yeah, we'll declare? No. no. They carried on no. to, obviously, they didn't get much further. They went to 416, but still. Makes a difference, mate. That 25 runs, if that was an extra 25 runs in game one, you got Pat Cummins and um, Lyon out there, yeah? Yeah. You get a wicket, then you bring in Hazelwood. That 25 runs is crucial. 25 Took runs, a yeah. a long time to get that 50-run partnership. They ended up winning by the two wickets, and then, you know, obviously they didn't lose the wicket. Exactly, but two wickets. Twenty-five runs, anything can happen, man. Two wickets, anything. and what did we declare at? Oh, we declared with we, we declared with two wickets to go. So. <laughs> but you declare with Joe Root out there, so you could have even had more. Because Joe Root know. can be like, I'm going to take the strike, and he's a classy player where he'll be like, last ball of the over, I'll take a single, I'll get back on strike. You stay down there, Broad. You stay down there, Anderson. You stay down there, Ollie Robinson. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. England, I, yeah. England has dropped them, a lot of yeah. balls as well, though. Fielding, I feel, has let England down. Yeah, 100%. it's been poor. It's yeah. been really poor. Like every time I see the fielding from England, Bearstow. I mean, Bearstow's been all right, but yeah, the last what was it? Only, day, day two. The only one he ball. could hold on to was the uh, streaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he caught that one clean, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Apart from the other, he was like, "I'm going to catch him in here, just grab him." <laughs> <laughs> just just picks him up, walks him off casual. Yeah, Mate, no, that was a Conor right. McGregor walk going back to his crease as well. <laughs> you were doing no, nothing. You're, you're right, Get Chris. Get the red so. panties out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're right, Chris. The fielding's been terrible. But um, yeah. what was it? Pope miscatch, Bearstow miscatch, Stokes miscatched. To just be disappointing. fair, Pope, Pope, Pope's carrying an injury. So? To be fair. Mate, I could have caught that easily. Yeah. I'm not going to give him excuses. Like, if he's injured, get off the field and have your 12th man on. But yeah, he's I can't. Got... I can't talk about English as fielding, mate. That's. I'm glad you guys have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. So it's nothing to shout about, really, is it at the minute? So it's, it's no. a shame. But it's if there was Australia any sort now. of yeah, if there was any sort of um, sort of clear indication that England were going to come back into it, I'd be giving it you. But I don't see it happening. The, just no our decision-making is just, yeah. just poor. You still need 257 runs. Obviously, Dan said it earlier, there's still, you know, tonight to play off for day five. Mm. Um, obviously, Duckett is your key. Duckett's um, been quality, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been, been good this test. Stokes is still in, you know, being <laughs> your captain. Hopefully, he can step up, but he's I gonna think it's really nothing. tough. I think it's really tough. I think Australia will get six wickets, you know, before T, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, Mitchell Stark caught that ball from Ben Duckett. Did he? Did he not? Well, he had, he caught it and he didn't have his hand, he didn't have his fingers under the ball and then the ball hit the floor. So, technically... I thought, I thought he had his fingers under the ball by the time he touched the floor. Because you got, you got to think, right, he grabbed that ball and his fingers were like, his hand was over the top of it. His fingers would have been under the bottom. Yeah, but that was, that. it was all one movement. That's the key thing in this it's he caught it like that, but then as he's come down, he's he's hit the floor with the hand and took the other hand away. So it's, it, it, is that is that right, Adam? It's one movement, 
If he they, caught they were it, right. by law, if he caught by it, law, stopped and then put it on the ground, that would be two movements, but it's one movement. I'm I'm a bit in an iffy one, yeah? So you're correct, Chris. It, it is one movement, and it, it did look like it hit the ground. But for me, I think he had enough of control coming down and then touching the ground. Like, it was in one movement, but I think he had enough of that control. Of course mm. he did. You know what I'm saying? And there was one angle where it looked like his middle finger was under the ball. I think it was out. I'm just being an Aussie, a typical Aussie, you know. But I thought I thought it was I, out. I'm glad for the I'm glad for the game it's not. It makes it a little bit more yeah. interesting because if I'm it was out not. then I'd give England no chance. But yeah, be, being a being an Aussie, I'm pretty but, sure Starkey got stooged. But what I don't get is yeah. what you just said there, Chris, that um what did you say about the laws? Was it in one movement? So I just feel... as he's going down, he's caught it, and as he's going down, he's it's sort of like one movement where he's took his yeah. other hand away to then play, stop the ball, stop him from falling. Hence, well, he's got the ball in his hand. Well, if he just... kept it in this hand, and and he saved his fall with the other hand, with the ball still in this hand, that would have been perfectly fine. Do you know it'd be interesting if the exact same play happened, but it was at the MCG or any ground in Australia. What would have happened? Would it be out because he's at home advantage sort of? I don't know, but I just, I just think they're just overcomplicating it. Did he catch it? Yes, he's out then. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't work. I just, work like that. That. I, just I, I just think, think it should just be a yes or no. Doesn't work. They're trying like to still have the the rule book in place. Obviously, you want the right decision at the right time. It's a crucial decision, mate. Like if if Duckett's out, England have no chance. So I see where they're going, but like I said, I, I think he was out. If you were if you were running right, and the ball was just a bit too far ahead of you, and you caught it midair, but you were falling and you hit the ground, and the ball was in. Uh, it's sort of like you've grounded the ball to catch the ball type thing. I know he had it in two hands, but he was going down one movement. The way he, the the reason he controlled the ball was because it hit the ground. So we don't know if he would have controlled it if he didn't fall because basically used the ground to basically hold the ball i think yeah. he just had it in his hand before he actually yeah. fell i thought he had that ball secured yeah but some most of the time when they catch him out and they know about it they you know launch it in the air don't they yeah he just stood there on his knees and was like oh even he knew because how many times have you seen everyone when they catch him it's way how was yeah, yeah. that and <laughs> he didn't do any of that so it's an interesting one isn't it yeah gee i'm talking like an english now isn't it in it <laughs> in it you spent too much yeah, time sound. with us mate in it <laughs> oh god yeah I, I think it's hard to say England will come back but you know we're batting it in a minute so let's see, see how well, we go I'll be watching tonight so yeah, yeah so we'll see it. what happens be real interesting but I just do want I do want a quick little um, you know go back to our episode 5 for last week you're not going to shout Australia. out Pat Cummins again are you <laughs> no, no, no. I did say Australia was going to win at Lords. I was the only one to say it. I haven't yeah, won I yet. I was the only one. I haven't I won yet. I was the only one, yeah. And I was the only one that said Stephen Smith will be player of the match. It's not so... over to the fat lady sings, mate. And I'm we'll... pretty sure, Chris, you said that you have your wage on it. All right, nah. AFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get an AFL. Quick fire question for you, uh, Ads. I was, watching, yeah, I was watching the TV during the week. Um, on some AFL show. can't remember the name of it now, but they were listing a few questions and a couple of them I thought were pretty interesting. One of them being, is St. Kilda's midfield average? Yes. Why? 
well, they're not performing, mate. They don't... All right, so you look at St. Kilda. So last year, you had still been, you know, top three, top five in the game. This year, he's had a bit of injury. He's, you know, coming back into the game. He hasn't been playing that well. He's probably lost his fitness, yeah? So you look at still, hasn't been performing. Cross. Um, the only real consistent midfielder you've had is Crouch. Ross has been pretty average. Marshall um, has been average. Well, Marshall's Marshall's been different. Like he's he's still providing you guys with stuff, but he's not as damaging as he has been in the previous years. So he's still providing something. So you just said there. Who did you say first? Crouch. Crouch, still. Crouch. Crouch has been good. Crouch has still been average in twenty five. His efficiency with the ball is terrible, but he he's probably the only midfielder that's. I shouldn't say all year because you guys started off the year as a blinder, but I'd say the last three to four weeks you guys have been trash. So you so you just said Crouch, Crouch is is doing all right. Marshall's yep. still providing things. It's still yep. that's a little bit hit and miss. So really, is it one of those things where they're good on paper but just not performing? Or yeah, hundred percent. Like like I said to you, like they've been they've been pretty average the last three four weeks. So you have yeah. a look at who who they're playing. So they got great start they, though. Great start to the season though. Yeah, great start. But you don't win flags. No, you don't win flags at the start. No, you don't. So you go. You go. Let's go back to round thirteen. Yeah. So you have St Kilda, Sydney. So they obviously won by fourteen points. Sydney being trash, so I can't really, you know, use that as an example. But no. against Richmond, got towed up in the midfield. Yeah. Richmond. Are, you know, bottom six at the moment, and St Kilda look second to none, mate. Say, they got, uh, Richmond's midfield, though, just I, I think they're quality. They're just quality to watch. Oh, they are quality, yeah. but, you know, Saints have been towed up, mate. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It was wet yeah. weather. Like, you, you, you had a lot of the ball, and none of them stood up. So, and okay. then against Brisbane, obviously, Brisbane have a pretty good um, midfield themselves, but you pretty much got, I wouldn't say embarrassed. In round fifteen, but you you got shown up by twenty eight points to the Lions at, mm. in Marvel as well. So there needs to be some serious shaking up. Yeah, so Saints, obviously, but... obviously tonight will be a big eye opener for you when you play West Coast tonight. All right, um, going go going off of that, going from from West Coast and Chris, you might be able to sort of relate this back to football, right? So West Coast. Um, they had their biggest ever loss to Sydney last week. It was 205 to 34. That's their fourth 100-point loss Sandals. of this season. That's that's a big loss. Who knows what the result will be later on, but we're speaking as of now. Um, should the coach, Adam Simpson, be sacked, or should they try and restructure? They've got two and a... Well, sorry, he's got two and a half years left on his contract. So relate that to football, Chris. If, if you're getting battered week in, week out, mm. that manager's going to get sacked. Yeah. You're not going to have time to restructure. So why is that different from... Or why is that different in the AFL, Adam? Um, well, first of all, he's on a contract. Not that a contract should hold no, it a doesn't. coach, a player no. to anything. But you pay him out and you get rid of him. <clears throat> you, well, Depends if this was me... How big the payout If is. this was me, let's say I'm Adam Simpson, I'd be like... I am not the coach for you guys to win your next premiership. So I'm going to get out of there, let someone else come in with a different game plan, a different set of skills, a different way of coaching, bringing in a different coaching crew as well, like your assistants, to then turn around and go, all right, let's try this way instead. 
So what, what he's doing is not working. It hasn't been working. I know West Coast have been pretty harsh with injuries, especially this year. But losing by 170 points is... It's no excuse. It's trash. It's no, shitty. that's that's a big defeat. And but, like you were saying, if you if they were playing in you know the EPL or something, they would be going down. They wouldn't be. What's the word that you guys use? Relegation. Relegation. Yeah, relegation. There you go. So, but so so if you were the board, Chris, would you be sacking him, or would you say, all right, try and try and figure something out with your last two and a half years left? Sack him. Yeah, no question I, about it. Sack him. Well. Are you just saying that because we're football minded? Like, yeah, me and you are both football minded, but sport I is a results based game, isn't it? Is. So of if you're not getting is. the results, then see you later. So if you're getting well, battered last, every game, if they're getting battered convincingly, flag, then yeah. see ya. Bye. The last flag was in 2018, so it was only five years ago. He but, did he win it though? Yeah, he was there. Yep, he was there. He's been their coach. Was he the head coach? Nine, ten years. Yep, yep. So you you look at their team. They obviously. <clears throat> at the time in 2018, they had a lot of players. A lot of players gotten older. A lot of players retire. Hmm. So they've got a lot of new players coming up. Or w- what cost them was their draft pick with um, Tim Kelly? They lost a lot of early draft picks, and you know paid out a lot for this guy that come from Geelong, who, who is a star, but he's not a superstar. Do you know what I'm saying? So they lost a lot of early talent, and it's cost them. Now they're getting pumped, yeah. and no one wants to go there. Paul Harley Reid, who's going to be the number one draft pick. You know, next year, at the end of this year, sorry, will probably be linked to West Coast, and I don't think he will want to play for West Coast. But yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do. But they've just said that they're going to back in Adam Simpson. So good luck to him, and they're going to back him. If they're going to back him, then good luck to him. But well, you watch, they'll turn around and batter St Kilda. You watch football. You can't relate <laughs> it to the Saints. Premier League though. Because like the Premier League is very results driven. So yeah, it, I mean, I mean every. Throat. Any any sport, any coach always has pressure on you when it's sport related. Obviously, you know managers and sp- uh, sponsors and supporters. We want wins. We don't want to be, you know, losing and going. Oh yeah, no, good job, guys. Next week we'll get them. You want wins on the board, mate. You want. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the reason being is you don't have relegation, so you're that. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that board are going. Well, nothing's going to happen, and we're probably going to get a good draft pick at the end of the season. So. What's, you know, yeah, they'll get a good draft. To worry about. But one player is not going to help that team. They'll still be battered next year. They'll Ooh. obviously get back a few injuries, but yeah, but even there, with their no... injuries, they're they're still a bottom four side. They're not anything special. But then there's that no bottom superstars. four, bottom four means nothing. Like, exactly. What? So yeah. why don't they just punch the bullet and fire Adam Simpson and like? Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying like you don't, they don't have to do it like mean. They just be like, mate, you're not the coach for us. <clears throat> Sorry. You're not the coach for us. We'll we'll still pay you out two and a half years of your contract, whatever it is. It's, but we don't see you taking our club anywhere, and we're going to approach another coach. Yeah, I, so, still, I still think that if you go to the relegation system, that it it will improve your game because things like that. Work. It it like will the, work, but it hundred percent will improve the AFL yeah. as a sport because you'll have a top of the table battle and a bottom of the table battle. However, yeah. that's Australia, we're a different on. sport. It Australia is just far too big. Mm. Like the country itself is just far too big. Yeah, but AFL's have... only really played in two states, which are not far away from each other. What do you I mean, mean? Only not played really. in two states. We're played in all the states. Yeah, but it's only big in two. <laughs> <laughs> it's only yeah, big in well, one, really. Well, yeah, it's only big in Melbourne. Only big in one. Melbourne's Melbourne. the biggest, yeah. But you've got Sydney, obviously. You have got Brisbane. You got yeah, Perth. but how like many played in? Yeah, we're just, about to get a whole one team, team in each. 
I just, nah, I just see it. Nine, ten, no, ten, no, no, no. You've only got one team in each of the other states. Well, we've got two in Brisbane, two in Sydney, two in Perth, two in Adelaide. Right, two then. Yeah. I meant two. <laughs> <laughs> Do your research. And one in Hobart about to happen. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Right, I'll teach you. I'll teach but, you. Obviously, even with Australia, like obviously um, Melbourne's the biggest state for sport. It's not just mm-hmm. the AFL. Like we've got the biggest like NBL. We got It's just the biggest state for sport in Australia. So that's why we've got eight teams. Yeah. Well, 10 teams, sorry. Yeah. I'd be looking to try and grow that sport, though. I really yeah, would. Like, because you've got people from Growth Sydney that think off. the AFL's trash, and then you've got people from Victoria saying the NRL's trash. So, yeah, why, so Sydney why would are you... massive for the NRL. But, like, the, you go back to the UK, we're all football mad. All yeah, of us whole are of all Europe, football mad. The, world. the whole of Europe, Europe is football mad because we've got that big system. Trades between well, you guys countries are worldwide, and stuff, like... mate. We're just from Australia. And it has to start somewhere. This well, is what big, we're yeah, saying. We're, we're, we're the type of sport that's not going to reach out to America and all that. I know that's not what your question was. It was for Sydney, but we're only going to be an Australian sport. We've been an but, Australian sport for 150 odd years. Like, yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. turn around next year and be no. like, oh, let's invite America into it because I'd no, be trashed you, anyway. But you start domestically, right? So you start yeah, domestically. You're not going to go international. UK, no, the UK. No, that's UK, what I'm saying, yeah. So, yeah, like I, like I just said then, you, you start domestically and then that encourages young kids who want to join, you know, their local Saturday, Sunday league footy team with the prospect of making it to the AFL one day. Because, like, Chris, me and you both played Sunday league in the UK yeah. and a Sunday league team can make it professionally if they just keep winning. Yeah. So it's all part of that system. You, and you I just, and I just the, think, yeah, you climb up the leagues, don't you? You just climb up the leagues as long as you keep winning. You just move up leagues, and you go to county, then you go to like state, effectively. Conference. And then, well, yeah. there are recruiters out there that actually go and um, you know watch the youth play and make a decision of whether they're yeah, worth yeah. having a look out for their draft picks, etc. But yeah, for sure. But then the, you I get put in that draft and, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I mean. But I just feel bad for these VFL teams that are really, really good. And they will never mm. ever get a shot in the AFL. I just feel bad for them. Do you get a lot of players from the VFL? Yeah, AFL. Yeah. So th- yeah, yeah. So every AFL team <clears throat> have a VFL team linked to them, and they'll have a list size of between 43, 44, 45, yeah. whatever it is, so and they can bring those players from the VFL up and back. So Essendon have a VFL side, and we use, let's say, Tipper Woody's in the VFL at the moment. Next week, we can bring him in to play AFL. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's on our AFL list. So what you're doing to that club is you're basically handicapping them because they're losing good players. Oh, well, not the because AFL. they're about to. We're bringing someone in and we're going to drop someone down. So it's like yeah, but you're not going to give them so your you best get player, rid- are you? No, you get rid of your crap. Well, and- we're, we're getting one that we need and we're giving them one that we don't want. Exactly. <laughs> we're like that. So they, you're, in, you're impeding your own. You're club. impeding your your sister it's, club essentially, and it's what, like. What would happen yeah. is if you had the relegation and VFL were in that um, league below, these players wouldn't be linked to your club and they wouldn't come to Essendon. They would be their own club and they'd have that opportunity of moving up to the AFL themselves and being an AFL club, not a VFL feeder club, which is just ridiculous anyway in its in itself. So yeah. I don't know what, what all you Aussies are scared about with the relegation system. <laughs> I really don't get it. We're not, with, we're not scared. I think I just think it's not going to work, mate. Like it's well, just this. This, right, this, yeah, yeah. this goes on to my point from last week. I just feel like, let's say, Victorians as, as as a whole or anyone that likes the AFL are just too scared to change the game. 
Yeah, you still game, sing those crappy songs at the beginning of every game that are about <laughs> 200 years old. <laughs> yeah. I got right. no comment with those songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's stop bullying Adam. Um let's 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 move on to your to your favorite player, Nat Fife. Um yeah. first of all, yeah, he's in trouble of being sidelined again because he's suffering the same foot injury that he had yeah. in rounds two to seven this year, which is plantar fasciitis. Um yeah, now for anyone five. that who has had that, it is awful and it does take time to heal. And it only heals with an extended period. So with that being said, what do Frio do? Do they say, look, mate, you've got to rest now because we can't afford you to do any more damage, blah, blah, blah. Or do they play him intermittently? What would you do? And Chris as well, have um, a think about that from maybe with, from, from your perspective. With any sort of injury, obviously you want time on the sidelines. So you don't want to be playing and making it worse. Um with Fifey, I he, it's a tough one with Fifey. He's pretty injury prone now. He's 34, 33, whatever age yep. he is. If I was Freo, even though we've just re-signed him for another year, I'd be like, maybe it's time to think of other options. Maybe it's time for us to send you to another club or is it time for retirement? Because we've got you on a list where you're not playing. And I, I know I love Fife. I want him playing. I want to see him play. But is it time for you to step away from the game? Because you're just injury prone, mate. Like, it, it, yeah. Five, yeah. Five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago when he was winning these Brownlows, mate, he was the GOAT. He was yeah. the best player. And no one come close, mate. He, he would be top five in the best ever. Maybe I've just got my rose-colored mm. glasses on. But he, he, was a, he was a great player, mate. So he's... Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. I feel like they... They do even need to sideline him for a while or, you know, think about retirement, coaching, that kind of thing. Yeah, they, well, they could retire him and then bring him, like you said, bring him in as a as a midfield coach or as a yeah. development coach or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he could still be around team. I hope he plays on because as a, like I said, as my favourite yeah. player, like I want to see him play. And shout out to Fifey too. I, I do collect signed jerseys if you are listening, mate. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'd be I'd be shattered if he um, retires. But it's whatever's best for him, mate. Yeah. And Freo have got to look after themselves as well. Of course. Um, Two part question on Fifey. Um, yep. Again, I was watching was watching a bit of TV during the week, and a question that popped up that I thought I'd ask you: Should Fife be back in the midfield? Um, no, because Frio's youngsters need enough time. Like they need as much time, sorry, as they can to develop. And you, you know, you look at yesterday and the game they played against the Dogs. They they got twenty nine points. They didn't get battered. They didn't get embarrassed. But they still still got demolished in the midfield. But you give that time in the midfield for Sarong and Brayshaw and all your all your young talent to you know, get that experience together. Um, having Fife in that midfield, taking time away from them, it's just not going to help them. How like I, I said, Fife, Fife could be done in a year or two and then you're back to square one and you have to put Sarong back on more minutes or yeah, etc. You know I, I hear what you're saying and I do I do believe in develop your youth, develop your academy, right? I'm a, I'm a big advocate for that. But it doesn't hurt to have that one experienced player 
no, no, in, it doesn't, in, yeah. in any position in your defence, in your midfield, surrounded by youngsters because they they will bounce off that experienced player. And, and think of it, um, Chris, from a from a soccer perspective or... Football, I, I, feel, mate, football. I, feel, I feel. I know. I feel sick saying that. Don't say so. But I'm. I'm just. I'm speaking Australian for Adam. So, um, you know, but you've got to come it. it down from. <laughs> um, <laughs> from from a football perspective, you have your experienced midfielders, yeah, and then, or well, I say any position, surrounded by some some youngsters, that benefits the team, right? Yeah, because then you've got um, you've got a young sort of you've got young talent and they're hungry for the game and they're surrounded by some experienced heads. So like with United, when they, they had the young, the 1992, they won the league with that team. It doesn't always happen, but you know, you get a good mixture of players. You get a good leadership team. Uh, it, it works well. You can't have a load of young players. You can't have a load of experienced players. You need that good balance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And, and Fife is spending time in there. It's just that I don't think he should be a permanent midfielder. I think he should be a, a 70-30, where 70 in the forward line, 30 in the midfield. So which he's still is, in there helping out the youth, but he's not. they're not relying on him to get the ball. You know which is more demanding, midfield or forward? That's... What do you mean? As in for Fife? Or... For, for Fife. What, what would suit him better? Um, right now, just playing football, because obviously he's injury prone, but... I if I was on an opposition team list and I saw Fife forward, I would be more nervous because he's such a hard matchup to match up on. Yeah, okay. obviously he hasn't really hit the scoreboard much this year. He's injury prone, but he's so versatile. He's he's agility. He's just he's hard to match up on. Yeah, yeah. It's, when you have your big body defenders like they're too slow, or do you know what I'm saying? So he's yeah, just yeah. okay. He's really hard to match up on. He. Yeah, it's not much I can really say because he hasn't really shown that this year. But he is talent. He's just like I said, injury yeah. prone. Yeah, he's not. He's good. To, he's good to watch. It's like a Jack Wilshire. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, all all the best to Fifey yeah, too because I do I do want to see him continue in the game. But a yeah, legend it's... like that, yeah, you never want to see yeah. him retire. But, so, all right to to wrap things up with the AFL. Um, there's not been too many, what you call it, dangerous tackles, if you want to call it that, this weekend. But the only one that was sort of questionable was uh, Brad Close yeah. um, on Aaron Francis. Now, he has narrowly avoided suspension yeah. um, from a suspected dangerous tackle as it wasn't deemed careless. I viewed it differently. You you so, always view it differently. I always You're view it because You're the biggest like, yeah. criticiser of, of I know. tackles. I just because I you I, need I, to be I, a food critic. Yeah. <laughs> right, before, yeah, before, before you before you give your opinion because you'll probably see it more from a footy perspective. Um, he did tackle him with momentum, which I do see as fine. Okay. Um, but as he tackled him, he held his arm, and that's what caused him to hit his head on the floor. The, and I just feel like I, yeah. I just feel like. He shoulda, coulda, woulda. If he hadn't have held his arm, he might have been able to cushion his fall. So, are you allowed to tackle the arm? Yes. Um, the only thing you're not allowed to do is you're not allowed to sling tackle. Did he sling tackle? No. 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 So, you look at a bloke that Brad Close is a small little forward. He's probably, give or take, 80 to 85 kilos to yeah, Aaron Francis, a small who bloke. is a key defender, probably averaging... 
you know, 100 to 110. Yeah. So you look at a, a little 85 kilo man trying to tackle 110 kilo, it's pretty pretty hard. Like you, you grab him, it's too hard for him to then go down nice and gently and position him. It didn't sling. He didn't fall on his back. He pinned his arm, which as juniors we were taught to. I'm happy he didn't get a week. I'm happy he got off just because he hasn't done anything wrong and he's 20 kilos less, mate. Like it's hard to then slow and stop your momentum with a bigger body. Do you know what I'm saying? Bigger yeah, body I player. Get... Oh, he didn't sling. I he think he made the most of it. I think Aaron Francis made the most of that because he, he, yeah, he got he... tackled, right? He's the bigger guy and yeah. he went down. He face planted the floor and he acted like he'd been knocked out. Exactly. Like it made the but, most of it. It wasn't but, a bad tackle at all. That, no, it was, that happens I, I, every day in in rugby. But, that, yeah, that, but that's the thing I with don't AFL think is there's so much confusion with the tackles now. Where someone else, let's say the roles are reversed and Aaron Francis is tackled him the same way, does he get reported? Looking at what close got, no. But no. being a bigger body, like it's just too inconsistent, mate. That's all. It I, is. See, I see it more is. and yeah, more Australian uh, AFL players diving these days and making meal out of tackles. Yeah, we're, we're trying it's... to start to the uh, football, as in your football, but... trying to roll around on the ground. <laughs> that's it. It, you, like, you yeah, play, it. it looks like you, you play are. for the foul. That's that's what you do. You you play for it. You're not injured. You play for the free kick. But. But what what I'm what I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is because he held yeah. his arm, there was he had absolutely no chance of protecting himself. Unfortunately, so, yeah. So the only, the only way I can see changing it without going a touch touch footy yeah. is is not not hold the arm. You ain't going. Yeah. It's never going to go I'm, touch footy though. So, but no, it's the not. The thing so. is, that's how we're taught as juniors to tackle. So you get the ball. How do you change? How do you change a way you've been taught and you've practiced for 10, 12, 13 years to then go, oh, no, I can't tackle him? The only thing that was hard for him was he was tackling a bigger body bloke and he couldn't turn him safely or, do you know what I'm saying? He's, he didn't fall on his back. He didn't get him high. So play on. You might the right thing. He might not be he's out He's the right he might thing not... in the tackle because he's gone from behind and he's gone for yeah. his arm to stop him and f- make him fumble the ball. Yeah, I, I get it. I get, I get the whole point of tackling the arm. But there's absolutely no way, you just said there, Adam, for him to turn and, and lower him down safely. The only way you're going to do that is not tackle his arm and actually give him a chance of him... Well, then, yeah, but he doesn't, what, you want him to he do doesn't tackle? tackle his arm. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. He doesn't tackle his arm because it was right in the, um, the uh, goal square. It was just off the goal square. But if he gets tackled and his arm's not pinned, bang, handball straight through the points yeah. and they how get the does, ball back. So, so, Dan, how does he tackle him safely from that position? I, d- I don't know. I, th- I, th- I feel like that that tackle was safe. Yeah. Because well, he didn't. He's a small bloke. I'm just saying, like he didn't have an ability to cushion his own fall. Well, that's because yeah. an 80 kilo bloke is not going to take down a 110 kilo bloke safely. You're not always going to be able to cushion yourself when you fall in sport. That's just how it is. Like you get rugby not, tackled yeah. or football. You know, someone tackles but you from behind. You hit your. You look fall at over, you, you look at head. rugby. You look at rugby. Ninety percent of the time, the tackles happen around the hips because so they change actually, the rules. Because they're not actually taking the arms, so you do cushion. You can your you own can fall. go for you can go for the arms. You've just you got can, to rip yeah. the, you've got to be attempting to rip the ball. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't really happen. You you take the body. Yeah, you go and for you, you go see, for the body. For a for a, a sport that is arguably more physical, like there's a lot more contact in rugby than there is in AFL, on average, I'd say, mm. and there's half the amount of concussions in rugby than there is. 
Yeah, but like AFL. we spoke about last week, there's half the, um, what do you call the concussion statistics. But AFL, you can get tackled from any angle. Yes. Rugby, you can get yeah. tackled front on. It's a different game. It's a different sport. How many times did I get concussed where I had the ball and the guy would come in from the side in you know my blind vision and I couldn't see him? Yeah. Like you can't, you can't say... Then, then I tackling. just see that as dangerous, mate. But it's just different sports, mate. I know it's a different it sport, but it's it's just dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, ta- the, that's that's the sport. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It you don't like it. it so... Don't play the sport. I think you should go <laughs> well, back yeah. to being a critic of food, mate. We can't we can't cradle these blokes. Like no, they're in, no. they're they're playing the game. You, that's the the sacrifices. You might get tackled. You might get uh, be on the receiving end of a bad tackle now and again. But majority of the time, the guys aren't going to try and injure you. Or they're not trying to, no, of course you know, not. End your career. So that's just the sacrifice of of AFL. It's a contact yeah, sport, it. and it, like yeah. you said, you get tackled from any which way. It's the best sport in the world. Okay, let's go on to F one, eh? <laughs> Before we actually kick off with um, the Austrian Grand Prix, I just want to send out uh, my condolences and our condolences as a podcast to Dutch driver Delano uh, Van Hoft, who was tragically killed in an accident at Spa-Francorchamps. Just a little bit of a backstory. It it was wet conditions and the incident was sparked by um, an 18-year-old German driver, Tim, apologies for his name, Tramanitz. Um, he lost control of his car through the spray at the top of Radelon. Um, that's the downhill uphill section of, of, of the Belgian circuit, if you're not savvy with the circuits. Um, and then following behind an additional contact um, in the traffic along the Kemmel Strait, van der Hoff collided with uh, a rival, leaving his car side on. And then immediately arriving at the scene was Irish driver Adam Fitzgerald and he T-boned van Hoff's car. Um, he was found unconscious uh, and emergency services did everything they could, but he was pronounced dead during the journey on his way to hospital. Um, don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but condolences sent out by him um, or sent out to him. Sorry. Very, very um, sad. Very sad. Um, is very situation. sad. No, no sport deserves to lose no. any sports person. Um no. That it, it is a dangerous sport, and these are the risks they take. This isn't so hopefully... an, this isn't an uncommon thing on Spa, though. This is the 49th um, driver to lose their life on Spa. And yeah, That's crazy, and it was and it? it was only Antoine Hubbard in 2019 F2 yeah. driver who crashed into the barriers, coming up that same um, that same section of track. They need do, like they need to they make to... it safer. Like Lance they, Stroll they need to change out, it. Obviously, that something has to be done if it's the same sort of area that so, lost so, two lives in four years. So it was because of the wet conditions. Now, under dry conditions, that track is 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 fine. Yes, it's fast, but uh, Damon Hill was saying that the FIA probably need to look a little bit more deeper. Um, it's a duty of in, care, mate. Into that track when it does rain and there is spray. Did you see um, the photos of the track when it was when it was that's going? It's horrendous. You it's couldn't horrendous. see. You couldn't even see the no. car in front. So no. I don't know why they went along with it. That should have been called off, especially a sprint an, as well. So it's an you shouldn't, exceptionally, be, you shouldn't be doing a sprint race in those conditions. No, it's it's an exceptionally fast bit of track. The 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 Radelon section. Yeah, because you've no, got. For, 
bit of backstory, Adam. You've got 24 laps to win the race, which is obviously less than a usual Grand Prix. So obviously... Pe- 100 kilometres. Yeah, obviously drivers are, are trying more to overtake and they're you know, getting in those zones more frequently where there is, it is a little bit more dangerous. So I don't think they should have drove in those conditions. They were really no, poor. No, they shouldn't. They were really, poor. really poor. They were poor. Lance Stroll came out and said they need to make it safer. So I reckon there'll be a big thing coming up in the next few weeks about this. Have to be. We'll, yeah. we'll see be, what mate. we'll you see what happens. Having, you can't be having two people lose their lives in a sort of similar situation in four yeah. years. Like it's something's got to be done about it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when the Formula One goes to goes mm. to Spa. Yeah. All right, back to the Austrian Grand Prix. Um. What did you boys think of it, Chris? Do you want to do you want to start, or do you want me to start? It was uh, it was good. It was um, the, the first few corners were good from Perez and um, Verstappen. Good little battle. Um, enjoyed that. So that that first few corners of that sprint race, yeah. I just I was watching it, and the moment it started, mm. I just thought Max Verstappen, you wanker, because he Why? just pulled straight in front of Perez because Perez got a better start, so we just cut him off. Oh yeah, that's, that's why they. That's why. Max. That's why um, Perez then cut him off on the next. Yeah, on the he did corner. cut him off. Yeah, just to hear over the radio, Perez was like, "What's wrong with Max, man?" Yeah, <laughs> like he's just. I mean, look, we last week we were praising him. Obviously, this week we'll praise him again. But the, yeah, he is a he is a bit of a bellend. So yeah, he's, massive, he's got a yeah. massive ego. So, and I think after Perez won um, a couple of weeks ago, um, he's just like, "No, nah, I'm not having it." So. No. I know I know you just said he has a bit of an ego, but he backs it up. Like, yeah, like he what does, we said but... last week. He he deserves I'm sorry, I shouldn't say deserves to have an it's ego, his... but you kinda you know It's his own it teammate makes... though, Adam. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, imagine if me and you were teammates at the start of the race, we're we're P one and P two. I'm P one, you're P two, and you've got uh, a better start. I'm P one, I'm P one. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a better start. Oh, you got a better start than me, and I just cut you off. We're the yeah, same team, yeah. and it's Maybe only a sprint race. Maybe put him in the flog as well, but in the um, category. But I know what you're it's, saying. But yeah. it's just like, come on, man! Like, have a little bit of respect. It's a sprint race. Like, if it's your own, if it's your own teammate. Yeah, it's your own teammate. Um, yeah, yeah. But, well, that's that's racing. That's been the the way for for years. It's been Alonso and Hamilton used to do it at McLaren, like re- Formula One is the best driver goes for it. And, you know, even if the strategy is let the driver pass, and sometimes they don't let them pass. So, mm. you know, remember when um, we were talking about the other week where Alonso st- uh, stayed in the um, stayed in the pits just yeah. long enough for then for him to finish on qualifying and Hamilton didn't get to qualify. So there is tactics because at the end yeah. of the day, these drivers are all after points. So Of course, yeah. And if, they're, if their teammates jeopardising the points, then... It's, it's fair game so mm. it is and to go off that points comment that you just said there Chris um, Lewis Hamilton he qualified 18th for that sprint race yeah and in an interview he said oh, it's, I qualified 18th the sprint race doesn't really matter so I'll just have some fun from the back mm. do, do you agree or disagree with that comment that, disagree. that the sprint race I disagree matter? I don't know why he's bending over lately like I just don't like the fact that he's not competing and he's not pushing like I know what I he think, means by yeah, the sprint doesn't really, but it's points. I think, 
the thing is, uh, Lewis Hamilton, I think he's very modest, right? He's, he's won a lot of championships. He, he may never used to have been so modest. Yeah. But now I just think he just accepted that he was 18th and he probably wasn't going to get points. So, yeah, he was just out there to drive. I mean, where did he finish? Like 11th or something? Mm. I think, no, I, end, think it, I think George George finished um, ninth. He finished eleventh. Yeah, so George finished yeah. in the in the um, in the points. Yeah, uh, no, he didn't. If George finished ninth, no, it's only the first eight. Nah, he finished tenth. Lewis Hamilton tenth. Then it's oh, only yeah, the sorry, yeah, eight top points. eight. Sorry, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, George of finished eighth. Of course, it matters though. It's all points at the end of the day. It's points for you and it's points for the constructors. So exactly yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do disagree what with would that you feel, how would you feel if you're the engineer and then one he qualified 18th and then two he just went oh, no, that's all right and yeah, then you've been, been like, slaving away um doing whatever they do um and then this guy's not even going to compete uh yeah i would have just been like well don't drive them mate yeah we'll just just give it to mick schumacher and let him drive yeah well let me drive driver. why not yeah yeah <laughs> i'll get in let me Absolutely. drive <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it it will be interesting to see what actually happens during the Grand Prix um, yeah. tonight, uh, because a lot of lap times got deleted in the qualifying and the sprint qualifying mm. for exceeding track limits. Everyone, everyone got more or less got got Didn't done Perez, for exceeding track. Perez got the most, didn't he? Three times he had his yeah. lap times deleted in Q two. That's thus exiting in Q two in fifteenth, yeah. along with Russell as well. He got he got done. I thought that was um, quite harsh because everyone was doing it, and Perez got the the penalised well, the most. He, he just he just kept doing it. Yeah. So I mean, it's difficult. Yeah. Like it's a, again, it's a fast section of track. It's the final corner, and that corner is is more it's, or less a hairpin. Yeah. More it's or less. Tight. Yeah. Like you come down a little bit of a hill, and then it's just a it's a sharp right hand turn. Of course, like you hit that at a speed of you're going to go wide. But then again, that's what makes good drivers. Yeah. So, um, other teams that impressed you? Anyone, Chris? Ferrari actually did all right. Yeah, they did. Um, They did. I was, again, disappointed by Lando. I wasn't. Why weren't you? I wasn't. Went from, Um, where did he, where was he starting? P3? Because he's he's in the McLaren. Nah. Like, they're, they're a midfield team. Like that, they're a long way off of battling for for a podium. So, for this race, uh, McLaren did have upgrades, right? Um, so I'm just just reading here. Yeah, they did they did have upgrades which were only on the McLaren. Um, upgrades featured significant side pod and body works and revisions to the floor. Now that's not going to improve the car drastically in one race it might be a a couple of races where they where they find such so, so, you know some common ground um they are expecting more upgrades mclaren um, but they are going to induce it introduce it into several stages but i do think i do think they'll improve maybe where, where do you reckon they'll improve to obviously well, Lando's sitting in ninth. Sitting in ninth in the in the standings, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I see. It's a tough one, right? Because McLaren used to, used to be great, and then mm. they've they've gone off the boil, and they did have a good car for a period of time, and then now it's just it's since the whole uh, what is it the big changeover of the cars that they just didn't they haven't seemed to have got it right, but. Mm. And I think it will take time now. It will take a few years before they do get it right. Red Bull hit the ground running and then 
they're yep. off. Yep. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for McLaren. Again, I've, I've said it, I think, most weeks that I'm a big McLaren fan. So, um, yeah. Even though I'm sat, wearing, sat here. Wearing a Mercedes yeah. top. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> second team. And my second that team. is terrible. <laughs> I, I only like McLaren because Lando's there. And I'm a big Lando fan. Because it's British, isn't it? In it. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't feel <laughs> if 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 you put him in a good car, I don't see him like winning the championship. I just don't think he's got the balls. But, I don't think he's got the ability. So why did he qualify fourth then? Yeah, he, for the race the thing tonight, is, so. qualifying is different, right? Because you're the only one on track. You're just going for it. When it you is, come yeah. to when, for, the thing is with Lando, he's got. And he's done it before with Hamilton. He just lets Hamilton pass. He's, he's said it in the past on his little Twitch feed. He's like, yeah, I just yeah. let him pass. Didn't defend. I know there's obviously in Formula One, there's a rule on defending. You can only wait, make one manoeuvre to defend. Yeah. And if you're on a straight, then one manoeuvre is pretty pointless. And you have to leave a car's width, right? Yeah. But I think he, he bends over backwards for drivers too often. I think he I think what happened to him on this Grand Prix was he had a stall or something, or they blamed it on a stall. Hence yeah. why he went from P three to whatever it was, P nine on mm-hmm. the first corner or second corner. So yeah, I think he's he's yeah, he's not got the ability for me and he's not gonna take McLaren to the next step. Uh I d I dunno, I think well, you can't even blame it on his age because he's what he's mid twenties now. I think twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. But I d- I don't know. Maybe he just needs a bit of a a bit of a slap to to pick it up. We'll we'll see how Oscar Piastri gets going. But you can see why they've given just just Lando these upgrades. But yeah, obviously uh, you wouldn't give it to Piastri. You'd give it to Lando. No, but even still, yeah, like yeah. he was he was better this week. But still, I just don't yeah. rate him. As a top driver, I, I still no. feel that if you put Ocon in his place, Ocon will do better than Lando. Of course, mate. Ocon anywhere. Like we said that last week, Ocon yeah. anywhere will, will be good. But we'll wait for the rest of the upgrades to be come very from, from McLaren and we'll see how he goes. See how he goes. But could surprise another, another team that I think are a, a, a bit of a dark horse, a Haas. Oh, um, yeah. Hulkenberg. Yeah. Hulkenberg had an awesome race yeah and quality it it goes without saying the Haas in a straight line is is rapid like they've they've he fended off lewis hamilton easily yeah finishing six yeah he, yeah, he finished sixth uh sixth he's qualified eighth for the grand prix mm-hmm. um finished sixth for the sprint race like you just said there adam I th- they are a big threat to that midfield battle i think they're at the moment they're the only ones that can bring it to alpine in yeah. the middle in the middle of the field you know but we'll see how it goes. Magnussen's been Interesting, disappointing. Isn't it? I, he, I used to like Magnussen, but he's just been mm. disappointing as of late. Do you remember that interview? He's like, suck my balls, mate. Suck my balls, mate. <laughs> and, and now they're teammates. <laughs> Must have been a good one. In. He's like, oh, good work, mate. You're the most yeah. unsportsman like driver. And he's like, yeah. suck, suck my balls, mate. <laughs> <laughs> suck my balls, mate. On, uh, in, in the middle of an interview. Yeah, that was on live that was TV gone. and stuff, yeah. yeah. Reporter's like, sorry for that. (laughs) That's legendary. Um, Another person I thought done really well was Alex Albon again. I know he only finished thirteenth in the wet weather, but I mean, give credit to him. The wet weather doesn't suit them, and I don't think the Austrian track suits them either, because I think it's just too fast, 
and the Williams is just is not fast. It's better, I think, when there's a few more corners yeah. involved. Yeah. So, but what, what are your yeah, predictions like, for the GP? Um, Max Verstappen will finish last. Um, <laughs> What's that, Payne? I'll tell you something, though. Since um, Hamilton hasn't um, been competing, he hasn't DNF'd at all. Remember when um, him and Hamilton were going at it, what was it, two se- two two seasons ago? And yeah. they were DNF'ing at least every three races together. He's not um, getting into those situations with anyone because, no one, one, no one can keep up with him. And two, no one's going to push Verstappen well, think- as much as Hamilton did. What I think it is now, I think Hamilton is he's using his experience now and he's realised that the Mercedes is not as fast as the Red Bull, nowhere near. So I think rather than try and push and stress the car, I think he's just racing a little bit more intelligently now. And he is he's fighting for points as opposed to, you know, fighting for the for the title. So I think if, if he can stick stick into the top five, I I think Mercedes will come second in the constructors by the end of the year. So but on on that, if you do challenge first, right? So say you are pushing um, for Stappen, you're in second. Say you're in third, and he's pushing, and he overtakes Perez or whoever it may be in second. And he's and you know over the radio, you've got Hamilton's closing in on you. That just then makes you. It, it sort of provokes you into making mistakes. Like we all True. saw it before, where you know someone's chasing you. Up, Hamilton's nine seconds behind. Now he's eight. Now he's six. You know, mm. then you might make an unforced error. So yeah, Hamilton, sure. not, Hamilton, not, Hamilton not being there means that it's easier for Verstappen because there's no one else that's anywhere near him in terms of driver skill. Yeah, so true. Mm. true. For, I think that Hamilton being, like you said, um, more intelligent about it is only shooting himself in the foot again because we've not got long until, you know, Truth be told, he's not going to be racing in the Mercedes anymore. Mm, so true. go for it or else you're not going to win that eighth championship, mate. So, mm. yeah. So so podium predictions. We'll, we'll see it's tonight. Mm. Obviously, by the time this, this podcast comes out, the results will be in. So we'll either sound like champions or idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon? Obviously, Verstappen first. Yep, cool. Verstappen Second first. Third. Well, so we've got... Perez had a good race, so nah. I don't think I don't know if I'll put him in the top three, but he did have a good race. Um, Perez starts fifteenth, mate. Yeah, I know, but it's a Red Bull, so it is a Red Bull. So he'll he'll definitely get inside the points without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I think Perez will finish sixth. Sixth, I reckon. Seventh. I think. Yep, seventh. I think he'll finish sixth. Podium. Um. Ooh, that's tough. Norris will drop. Norris will drop and finish yeah. eighth, I reckon. Um, I'm going to go Hamilton second. Hamilton second, yeah, okay. Then I'm going to go Science third. Science I would love it third, if Hamilton I reckon, second. I reckon, I reckon Hamilton will steam through the pack, finish second. Leclerc will drop. Science will finish third. Mm. That's my predictions. We'll see. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I'll but probably, then again, you've got Alonso sniffing around. I think I so. think it would be Verstappen, Hamilton, Alonso, and then what? Just completely discredit the Ferraris in second and yeah. third. Yeah, no. Nah. I d- like I said before, I don't rate Leclerc or Sainz. Like Leclerc did all oh, right. I do. Nah. Like him and Leclerc and Ocon had a good battle in the in the in the sprint, but Ocon had yeah. the better of him half the time. In and out, 
So sure. yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't. I think it'll be Verstappen, Hamilton, Alonso. All right, Leclerc fourth. Ads, do you want to give your uh, your rookie opinion? <laughs> yeah, I reckon Max will finish last, like you said earlier. <laughs> 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 no, I reckon um, Max. Like Michael Schumacher. <laughs> I reckon uh, Novak will come out Djokovic <laughs> he'll come out and get second and um, I reckon Kevin Love will finish third Kevin Love as well. <laughs> great fantastic no, I got no idea. There. no idea beautiful get on it one two three alright bang alright moving on NRL I think the biggest thing to come out of this this week was Reese Walsh love him yep. or hate him he's He's a fantastic player. I like Reese Walsh as a fullback, um, but he's got himself into a little bit of trouble. Um, and for those that haven't heard, um, he turned around and apparently said to the ref, but he said he was talking to to Patty Carrigan on his own team. <laughs> he said, "No, what the f do you mean? See in the direction of Chris Butler, who the who was the uh, the referee during that game and on last Sunday's loss to the Titans." Um, but he stood up and said, no, I was talking to Pat Garrigan. Now, does that make it any better? Even if he is talking to his teammate, it's still, it's pretty disgusting, isn't it? Like, obviously, dropping the CUNT in any combo is yeah yuck, but regardless if he's talking to the umpire or, or the ref, sorry, or his teammate, I don't think he should be talking to anyone like that. That's pretty... Pretty filthy language, man. I mean, I mean, look, we've we've all played sport here, right? And it does get fiery on the pitch, and we, we we do swear. It just comes out, but I don't know. I think he just. I think he's, he's a bit harsh. Two three week gap. Uh, was it? He's got, th- he's three, got three 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 game suspension, so he will miss Origin three. I think as that, a result of that. Well, that's yeah. Rough. I think New South that's... Wales might actually win, eh? Nah, Walsh isn't a defining factor in that team, but he's good. I, he's good, but I don't think. I think that's a bit harsh. I I, I did watch it, and it, yeah. I think he so, was saying it to the ref, and he's never going to get away with it saying, oh, "Are you saying it to Paddy Carrigan?" But um, still, so, t- three weeks is a long time. For so, this, so is, this is what he said in in the disciplinary hearing, right? He he said that that he was talking to Pat, and that's how they talk to each other, like yeah. normally. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. And and it doesn't matter I how mean, you speak to your mate. You, it's the ref. It's, it's how you speak to it, the ref. It is the ref. And again, I was watching NRL 360 during the week and one of the blokes on there was saying, if the ref perceived it as he was talking to him, mm. then that's it. That's final. That's it. 100%. Has the, to be. Yeah. yeah. And the ref's not going to turn around and go to the to TMO and go, oh, was he talking to me or was he talking to Pat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's one decision. You just keep your mouth shut. In those situations, and you know, I've, you know, in rugby, you've got to keep your mouth shut around referees. You can't be swearing at referees like that because you will I get simbin. I think he's lucky to be only getting three weeks if the refs oh, assumed yeah. he was talking to himself. Oh. I know, I know, three weeks is a lot out of the game, but it is a, a sport where a lot of people and a lot of youth watch that sport, and he knows yeah. that there's microphones on the ref. He knows that audio is going to be played. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's, if it is directed to the ref, I'm surprised he didn't get more. I think that's but, the actual standard of ban. So it's three week ban yeah, okay. for that for yeah, that okay. type of situation. He's just 
he's just a fiery player, though. I mean, he is, yeah. You, you look at the way he plays, he plays with that fiery passion and emotion. Passion. Yeah. Like, that's that's what you want from any player in your team. Any sportsman. Any sportsman. Yeah. You said it earlier, Dan, too. Like, obviously, we've all played our own individual sports. Like, we all get fired yeah. up as well, so. But I mean, if if yeah. I was at, if I was the captain, if I was Adam Reynolds of that of that club, I'd be like, look, mate, I appreciate what you're doing. You you do give 110 percent every single week, but you need to wind your neck in, yeah. Right? Because sooner or later, you're gonna you're gonna lose it. Look at Origin; he got sent off for punching. What was it? Adaka- mm. Was Adakar? No, Jerome Luai. He got he got done for for headbutting him. Like, yeah, he headbutted Jerome uh, Luai, and then Luai headbutted him back. After yeah, Adokar punched Walsh. And then, <laughs> Adokar come in the top with a... Well, with he a, put, Adokar with a punched him first. And I think Walsh thought it was Luai. So Luai, uh, so Walsh was it? headbutted Luai and then Luai headbutted him. Yeah, so right. really, Adokar was the man to blame so, in all of that. All of so those I, th- I thought it was Reese Walsh that done it first. No, no, Adokar punched oh. him first from yeah, behind right. Luai. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think three weeks is, is the... Say, is, I think that's fair. Just for, you know, wind your neck in, shut yeah. your mouth, just play rugby. Look. But I mean, he should know better than that to 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 swear at your teammate through a referee. Of course, it's mm, going to be perceived like that. But. Yeah. Doesn't look good. The game doesn't need it. Any game doesn't need that, especially this E-bomb. Yeah. No, that's it. So. Um, all right. Well, again, before we move on, just general NRL news. I know... Been pretty average the scores this week. The sc- yeah, the scores have been. There's not been much to write home about. But before the news gets too old, I guess West Tigers halfback Luke Brooks has signed a four-year deal to move to the Manly Sea Eagles, where he will join uh, Daly Cherry Evans in the in the halves there. So that's that's a great get for for the Sea Eagles. Um, on the other hand, Justin Holbrook has been sacked from the Titans, and Des Hassler will replace him. Now, Hassler's got five grand finals and two premierships to his name. Now, I think that's a, that's a great signing from the Titans. I think the Titans this year have been have been promising. I think they've played some good rugby. So let's see what Hassler brings to the team. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, aside from that, if you boys have got nothing else, let's move on to some good sports. Let's move on to football. Um, uh, let's start with the Women's World Cup because that's only round the corner. That starts in, what, 18 days as of, yep. as of today? That's it. 20th of July it starts. That's it. So it is here in Australia. Anyone got so, any tickets? No, I had a look. They're all sold out. <laughs> they are all actually all sold out, to be fair. I know. <clears throat> well, we tried as well. We couldn't get any tickets. Mm. I would have liked to have gone. No. <laughs> what, are, what are our predictions? Who's winning it? Well, um, well, I think favorites. the obvious answer there is USA. Favourites are USA, yeah. yeah. Well, the top no. three are uh, USA, England and Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Spain? Spain, uh, yeah, third favourite. Yeah, right, okay. So well, the U- I've, I've got a question, right, for you prob- yeah. most probably, Dan. If England do win the World Cup yeah. after off the back of the Euros, yeah. does that then say they deserve equal pay? Well, I think this is the the overarching question in women's sport in general is should they be paid the same as men? Yeah. So the short answer, I'll give both short and long answers. The short answer is yes, they do deserve to be paid equal. And the long answer is, if you break it down, not yet. 
because I think that the pay solely comes from viewers, ticket sales, popularity. Yep. Of it's 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 evident that sponsors. men's sponsors that men's sport as a whole earns more than women's. So until it is equal in that respect, then they do deserve to get paid equally. We but do. I, I, we do I, hope at one stage it does become equal. 100%. I would love to see it. You. The thing is, is the investments that the women's game get mainly come from government and the FIFA body and the FA yeah. body. These are The FA is the Football Association, right? So that's fair enough. FIFA is a you know global association, so fair enough. Uh, you've got the government, the UK government pledging six hundred mil investment into the women's game, and the Australian government pledging three point one mil to Australian football. That's probably you know in comparison, that's probably about right because football is not your first sport, especially women's football. So the and my thing is is. A lot of these women's teams, they're piggybacked off the men's teams. So all these women's teams are like, you know, Arsenal women's, Chelsea women's. There's no like actual women's teams of their own. So maybe if they had their own sort of league with their own separate teams, you know, not Arsenal women's or Arsenal this, then I would be like, yeah, fair enough. You, you know, you've got all your sponsors you know, through, you know, your league and you've got it all through your TV rights and this, that and the other. But at the minute, it's like they're, 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 a, they're sort of like an association of the club. So you've got Arsenal and you've got Arsenal women's. They're obviously part of the club, but they're, they're yeah. still associated with the club that evidently was created by men 100, 120 years ago. So I, I agree with you. They should be paid better not equally in my eyes, but yeah, they're nowhere near ready to be paid that amount of money. That's mate, it's taken 120 years for mm. men's sport to get to this point. I don't see why you can just come in and say, Oh, we want equal pay because the USA women's team, they filed a wage discrimination act against um, the U S soccer federation and a gender discrimination lawsuit. I don't think okay. that's the case. I just think that the revenue that the obviously men's men's game brings in is far greater than the women's. And we've spoke about this a hundred times, Dan, where we actually broke down how much of the purse or how much of the total pool of money the women take out of compared to the men. And the women actually take out a more a bigger percentage than the men. And yeah, it's a bigger percentage but less money. It's less money, but they it? take yeah. a mass a, a way bigger percentage of the, the pool than the men but, do. But yeah. that's because there's more revenue generated by men's by sport. men's sports. That's why. I would I, I I'm all for the world, the women's World Cup, but I just really wish that, that it shouldn't be compared to the men's game because that's yeah. the problem. Uh, if you're going to compare to the men's game, it's never going to work. Yeah, good, well but, said. Yeah, it it is. It's it's a very controversial topic, but but yeah, let's not go too deep into well, it. it but, so um, Casey Stoney, Manchester United boss, was asked the question. She goes, when, when asked if female players should be getting closer to the pay of their counterparts, Stoney replied no. She goes, you look at some salaries in men's game, you're talking 100 to 200 grand a week. You can, the women's game justify that when you get three to 5,000 people in the stands. Like we're looking at a World Cup that's sold out in a few stadiums in Australia, but the, the, 
the games that are happening back home are not pulling in record numbers. Yeah. They're, they're pulling in, and, and that's coming from the Man United boss. So they're not pulling in, you know, they, they'll probably play at Old Trafford. They're not pulling in 75,000. So until well, they, do, they do, let's hope they I, do. I, I hope but, they do. And there are some fantastic women's footballers out there. You take Marta for, from Brazil, for example. She's 37 years old. I think it's her sixth World Cup. Wow. This year. Um, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, sixth World Cup. After battling um, battling back from a knee injury that, mm. signed, that mm. put her out for nearly a year, um, I think that's a great achievement for any sports person. And you know, she's. I think this is just in women's sports, but she's also recorded the most goals in a World Cup, which is 17. 17. Oh no, I think that might be in men's as well, you know. Um, Don't compare them. No, but I'm just... <laughs> Don't no, compare just, them. Like no, it's I'm, not the same. It's, it's it's the same sport. It's nowhere near the same. But anyway, so, she's got she's got seventeen <laughs> goals, so that's great to her. So it'd be, it'd be good to see Brazil do well, I guess, just yeah. for her sake. I'd rather England um, do well. Well, obviously, <laughs> where's Australia going to place? But well, England, Sam, Australia got Sam Kerr. She's like the she's the women's girl. Messi. She's alleged, allegedly, yeah. Apart from. Um, She's oh. huge over here, man. She's massive, yeah. All, I know, all young yeah. athletes. I do actually young, like her. All young female athletes all look up to her, but so that's good. You know, yeah. I should say all young athletes, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, big up the Matildas. I'm hopeful for Australia to win this World Cup. Being at home. Yeah. No. Right? It's it's You don't know, mate. They're, they're, no, England are going to win it. We'll see the second You wouldn't be sick. Hear me out. Hear no, me out. Hear men's, me out. Game, men's World Cup were going on. You wouldn't be like, oh, well, the Australian are going to win the World Cup. You'd be like, well, no chance. No, because Australia men's are crap. That's why. Well, yeah. I don't That's think why, Australian but, women's but the are Matildas, good other than Sam Kerr. No, you are though. <clears throat> the Matildas are not bad, mate. So hear me out. So I am hopeful for them, right? They are paying $13 to win, right? But a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, they did beat England 2-0. Yeah. And, and they've, they've got four wins from their last five fixtures. So given form... They're going into this World Cup at home, you know? Mm. You just um, never know, do you? You, you, just you do never, never know at the end of the day. That's why we love the game. Yeah. But I am hopeful, but I think the team to beat, or the two teams to beat, are England, being second favourites, the Euro champions, and the USA. The, they the, they the are on. The favourites are USA, England, Germany, Spain, France. So Australia aren't even in the top five. No, they're not. I think they're like sixth favourite or seventh favourite or something like that, but... USA, can they record three World Cups on the trot? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. About to find out. Uh, that's it. <laughs> um, all right, just moving on to other other football. Um, yep. Chris, you might have seen this. Cesc Fabregas has announced his retirement at age 36. What a career Cesc has had. Obviously, you're an Arsenal fan. You would have, you would have worshipped this guy playing. I did um, until he moved to Chelsea. <laughs> until he moved to Chelsea, yeah. yeah. And then but, I, I looked at his retirement post and I, and I, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And I looked at it and went, oh, I went, nah. <laughs> nah. I was going to like it. I went, nah, you went to Chelsea. I know. It's the, the bitterness of, of football. But you, you again, like Josh said last week, um, you have to admire greatness. Like he's had a twenty career year in football. He has one hundred and ten caps recorded for Spain. Do you admire he's... Sol Campbell? Do I admire Sol Campbell? What? Because he played for Tottenham and then went to Arsenal. Yeah. 
What's he won? He was your captain, and he yeah, I know. he dilly dallied around about the the contract decision, and then he said, "Oh, I'm not going to Arsenal." And then a week later, signed for Arsenal. No, I don't. I don't admire him because he's gone from Spurs to Arsenal. That's that's something you just don't do. You well, don't go immediately to your rivals, right? You don't do that. However, I admire the fact that he's won things. Because let's face it, he would. But have you won could just be in a good all. team. Yeah, but he won fuck all at Spurs. Well, and he most people he do. Have won. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that that will bring me on to to Harry Kane a bit a bit later. But this is what I mean: you have to admire greatness. And he was a fantastic player. Like he was a fantastic player, and he won a lot of trophies. Twelve major trophies, including the Premier League and the Liga. So, oh, he's yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about what type of player he was. I I loved him when he played for Arsenal. I just can't. Yeah. When he went to Chelsea and won the league, I can't look at him in the same way. Like if he had if he had mm. retired at Barcelona, I'd have been like, yeah, fair play, or wherever he finished, Monaco yeah. or wherever. No, fair, fair play. Promo. You don't go to your t- club's rival. That's a massive no. You just don't do it, especially in Premier League it's football. Rough. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like I watched a video the other day of when Figo. Uh, move from Barcelona to Real Madrid and that nearly caused riots like he went to take yeah. a corner because he was I think he was right winger or left winger yeah. and he'd taken all the corners he couldn't take a corner because of the amount of stuff that was getting hurled at him you just don't mm. do it and you can't yeah. sit here and ask you know I'm a diehard fan I, I can't look past things like that and you know you know what my stance is on players um, yeah. I cannot look past things like this I, I'm not going to give him his dues uh, he's a great player for Arsenal. That was it. Really? You're not. You're not going to sit here and no. say he was a fantastic player for Arsenal. So he just, played well. So, yeah. So Did you're just right. going to be sour. You're going to be sour the fact that you yeah. got rid of him. Yeah. You sure you want to support Arsenal? It's not it? the fact that we got rid of him. He wanted to leave, and I was happy that he left because he went back to Barcelona. It was his boyhood club. Who wouldn't want to go play for Barcelona at the time? Messi, mm. Iniesta, Xavi. Yeah. But when he got the when he came back, or he had, he must have had a lot of options, and he chose Chelsea. He chose Chelsea knowing that that is going to damage his reputation at Arsenal. And it's I, rough. yeah, and when he yeah. played at the Emirates, he got booed. So of course, well, he deserved to be. Yeah, yeah, he is a great player. I'm not. I'm just not going to give him his retirement dues. That's all. All right. So well, moving think on. Of as, think of it as you will. <laughs> moving on. Let's. Any more Saudi transfers that you've uh, you've heard this week? Jota from Celtic has gone there. Oh, don't. He's yeah. 24 years old, man. Yeah. Quality. 24 years he looks old. Like a really good player as well. Quality. And he's, what's it, Al, Al Itihad? Yeah, Al Itihad. Um, I think it's, was it Brozovic? Marcelo Brozovic, who's gone to play with Ronaldo. Al, oh, I see Brozovic. Yeah, yeah, saw that. Yeah, 15.5 mil. Yeah. Um, but on a lighter note, Jamie mm. Vardy has rejected a move to Saudi, which is nice. Yeah, Hatem Ziyech failed his medical in Saudi. Did he? Yeah, yeah, right. So, Jamie Jamie Vardy, he would rather play in the Championship than go to Saudi. Championship, mate. Like we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Championship looks stacked. Quality. If you, if you Quality. can win that Championship, and Leicester have got a good side to be able to do it. If you can win that Championship, yeah, you, and it's a big prize to win that as well. One hundred and fifty mil. Um, yeah. If he can get them back up to Premier League, I would much rather that over going to Al Hilal. Yeah, Al Itiad. That's it, Al Itiad. But, but then after that, if he, once he does that, I'd go Al Hilal and just uh, cream all the money. 
I don't know. Because he's got I, nothing I, else I just... to play for now, has he? Like, he's at the end of his career. He's 33. So he's not going to get chose for England anymore. He's not going to go Champions League. He's on the border of being a Premier League Championship player. Go Al Hilal. Like, he's the type of player I expect to go to that league. Jota isn't. Yeah. No, of course not. And Bernardo Silva as well. 800,000 a week. Oh. To I mean, go to Saudi. I mean, I'd probably go. To be that's, a, that's a lot of money, but it depends how much you value your reputation as a footballer. Well, he's he's done the treble and he's won everything he's as done, well. Yeah, of course so he has. But he's won the Euros walks. with Portugal. Do you want to finish your career as just going, oh yeah, he sold out. He went to Saudi. He just mm. sold out, yeah. Great. Well, if he's done everything else. Sold out. But that's what you're going to be remembered for though, mate. Yeah, Not but he's winning, entitled to sell out if he's done everything else. What's Again, he more, what, what else has he got to prove? Like, what's, What more does he have to do? Like, he's entitled just, to earn more money. Of course he is, but he doesn't need to earn more money. He's, he, yeah. he has already earned yeah, so you, much money that the rest of his family will never have to work a day in their yeah, life. Yeah, but you live your life to the wage that you get. So the more money you earn, of course, the more yeah. money you spend. Yeah, yeah of course. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you, I mean, you, probably, you probably don't get taxed on their wages out there either. Yeah. No, so they yeah, probably no, take don't. they probably take home all of that. Yeah, they do. It's crazy, isn't it? They don't get taxed. Yeah. I think Jamie Vardy's a he's a diehard Leicester fan. They gave him the opportunity from yeah. non-league, whereas Bernardo Silva jumped ship when Monaco had one good season, and then he goes to Man City, who are mass like renowned cheats, and now he's yep. been offered Saudi. Let him go. He is a sellout. So let him go. Speaking of Leicester. Do you think they win the championship next year convincingly? No. Not no. convincingly, no. No. Mm. You've no, got Leeds signed... in there who are a good side. True. You know, Leicester have just signed Connor Cody and Harry Winks. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mm. It's good signings. Two good, two good signings, yeah. We'll, we'll see how they go. Connor Cody's... Um, I wouldn't... I mean, where's he, where was he playing before? Was he at Villa? Wolves, wasn't he? No, no, no. Was he still he, at Wolves? No, he no, left. No, no, no. He, left, he left Wolves. Everton. That's Went it. to Everton, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah. Another question I want to ask you, Chris, before we wrap this up onto the calls is, does Harry Kane leave this summer? I was a bit of backstory before you uh, formulate your, your answer. Yeah. Um, he's only got a year left on his contract, right? So mm. do Tottenham just keep him for one year, run the risk of extending or him not extending then to let him go as a free? Or do they just cash in on him now and just just go again? Try and find another striker. Bayern Munich are interested, by the way. Yeah, but they've only offered, what, 70, 80 mil. And Daniel Levy's not going to sell him for any less than 120, is he? Well, he's not worth 120 now. Well, well, you say that. He scored 30 goals last year. So yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a quality striker still. Yeah, he is a quality striker. And the time to sell him when, he's, when he won Golden Boot, like two years on the truck. That's when they should have sold him. But Daniel Levy, just pure greed there. And I think he's just shot himself in the foot. He's only got one option at Spurs, and that is to beat Alan Shearer's goal record. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's it. So he's probably thinking, I can stay and be a legend at Tottenham and of the English Premier League as the highest goal scorer ever. Or mm-hmm. I can go to Bayern Munich and actually win some silverware. The only thing that Alan Shearer's got over uh, Harry Kane is one Premier League title with Blackburn. That's the only yeah. thing he won. So if if Harry Kane, I mean, Harry Kane's got a League Cup. If Harry Kane was to stay at Tottenham, they're not going to win anything. No. He scores a few more goals. He might beat Alan Shearer's record and that's it. Or he goes to Bayern Munich. Who knows? They might push in the Champions League. They might win. They'll probably win the Bundesliga. 
So I, if I was him, I would probably go to buy Munich in terms of chasing more the for trophies. Him out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think stay it's more, at Tottenham just to get th- more goals to beat Alan Shearer's record. There's got to be more no. to life than that. I think it's no. more what Tottenham do as a club. Personally, I think as a Spurs fan, I think now is the time to let him go. If you, I don't value. think he's... You're going to get money for him because I think next year he'll just go, nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Unless, unless Spurs somehow come top three next year... I can't see Kane staying. He's, he's not going to want to extend his contract. So. Nah, he'll go for a free next year. So yeah. Daniel Levy, if he doesn't get the right amount, he'll you know what he's like. He'll just say, well, nah, we're not selling. But and then um, I think clubs like give him... Real Madrid are going to go, yeah, come to us for a come free. Come for free, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. So. And then if he doesn't score, if, say he gets injured and he doesn't score the amount of goals he was thinking of scoring, <clears> doesn't beat Alan Shearer's record, then goes for a free, then yeah. it's a failure anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I'd I'd be going. I'd go now. I'd be pushing a transfer, yeah. but he yeah. he just well, doesn't want to. He doesn't want to put in a transfer request because obviously he's loyal to the club. He is loyal to the club, and again, you have to admire that. You have to yeah. admire that loyalty. But enough of Harry Kane, Declan Rice, yeah. boys. I'm just going to say one thing: Ooh, Declan on Rice, Havertz, and Odegaard in midfield. That is a dream midfield. That's all I will say. If that if that happens, because there's a few, there's still got to be some payment schedule things sorted out between the clubs. If that happens, you mark my words, mate. Mark It'll my words. Sorted. We're gonna win something. I'm not gonna say what, <laughs> but we're gonna win something. We're <laughs> gonna win something again. Go this, this this just goes off the back of my thing earlier, Chris. I have oh, to Arsenal. admire greatness, and I'd look at your team and just think, wow, that's an awesome team. I would love to have that team. That's because you're a Birmingham City fan at heart. You're only a part-time yeah. Tottenham fan. Well, you can still jump ship and you know start supporting Arsenal, man. You could do, mate. I'd be, support, uh, I'd, be, I'd be putting on a blue top before I put on a red one, mate. So, well, I do. I, I support Birmingham. So, What about red and black? Tottenham who? As in for Essendon. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> <No>. What's that? <laughs> I'll support the, uh, the red and black on the St. Kilda jersey. Thanks, sir. So. All right, let's get into the questions, eh? All right, let's get into the call, eh? Yeah, all right, let's go. I've got one caller here. I think this one's from Bauer. Afternoon, lads. Loving the podcast. Uh, Chrissy Bauer here with today's question for debate. Is the increasing commercialisation of youth sports putting too much pressure on young athletes and detracting them from the enjoyment of playing? Hope all is well, boys. Have a cracker. Ooh. What was that? I don't know what the other bit was. <laughs> he just like one rip, did he? I think Dimitri Vegas and Light Mike started playing. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end your question. Um, I I think commercialisation of sports has to happen, especially at grassroots. Yeah. Um, not necessarily grassroots, but it gives uh, young lads something or young. Um, lads and girls, something to look forward to. Um, Over-commercialisation of the sport, I don't like, obviously, because you want them to enjoy it when they're at that grassroots level. You don't want them to be too serious about it. And I think when you over-commercialise stuff as well, the parents get too involved as well and it becomes sort of a toxic environment where you will have your parents pushing you maybe in something you don't enjoy. So, yeah, I would, if it's if it's done the right way, um, commercialisation is good, but over-commercialisation, like you said, yeah, don't, I don't agree with. And I think, I think we take Saudi for a perfect example. 
They're just offering players this ludicrous amount of money to come and play. Of course, to a young kid, he's going to go, oh, I want to go and play in Saudi when I'm older. But you ask him why, because to earn it's the a money. shitload of money, but it's but you want to you want to play for the passion and the love of the game, not for the money. Yeah. So I think, so I think, yeah, I th- I think the commercialization of of sports is is ruining youth sports. What do you think, Ed? I think Da uh, Chriso and you hit the nail on the head, mate. I think you've hit it no, spot but, on. Great, great shout out uh, to Chrissy yeah. Bauer. Thanks for the question. Um, that was good. A few more questions like that that you know that are debatable and it's not necessarily mm. about sports as a whole. It's yeah, more mm. about the commercial side of things. So, yeah, that's that. That's a great, great question. So thanks for that. Um, to all the listeners out there, if you do have a question for us, we ask you to record it on the voice recorder app and then just email it to the Sports Society Podcast at gmail dot com. Or you can go on to. <laughs> Sorry, cut that out. Oh no, no, no! I thought I thought we had another question. <laughs> we do have another question. Yeah. Do you want? Let's so hit... we... <laughs> Yeah, go why on. Let's go on to the other question. Now? I thought we were doing David. <laughs> I saw saying yeah. one more question. No. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's All right. Do it. Let's, on, let's go on to the other question. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know you were handballing yeah. to me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mate. <laughs> nah. All right, ready? Mind this one because it's got a bit of bird noise in the background. So this is from Dave Lloyd. Big up, Dave. <laughs> Uh, sorry about the birds. So, with the Premier League being uneven, you've got unfair financial advantage, which means the talent can be bought, but it also plays into having upsets and villains and teams that massively outperform their budget. Do you reckon the Aussie Royals would benefit from a similar system instead of the no relegation, draft picks for talent and salary caps, which all makes it more fair, but ultimately possibly more boring? Don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I just think this just goes off the back of what we were saying earlier about the whole relegation battle. Like, again, and I'll refer to last week, I love the AFL, right? I love watching it. I think it's a good game. It's entertaining. It's fast-paced. Again, Mm. I've I've said that before. But I do think, as a whole, the sport is incredibly stale. Like, there is... It just goes nowhere. It's played in one state, predominantly. And... It's just, it's not known really outside of Australia. There's no relegation, there's no promotion. And the first thing I thought when I came to this country is the whole top eight battle thing. What's that all about? It's just, it's just bizarre. You do all this hard work to, to win and it's called the minor premiership. But no one cares. That's the <laughs> like, thing about Imagine sport. that. That's the thing about sports. They're different. So obviously the EPL, you have your... Go on, Chris. Do you think it will benefit you having loads of investment? So basically saying you've got teams like Man City in there with millions and millions and, you know, you can buy any player. But the problem with that system, um, going back to Dave's question, is it wouldn't matter how much money you had because no one else is playing it around the world. So you can't buy these players. They're only really in a couple of states. So I, I think... Me and Dan would say it would benefit. Do you think it would benefit looking from an from an outsider's perspective on the Premier League? Do you think it would benefit the AFL game if you had loads and of money? Not, and... Well, financially, yeah. We're like, not obviously... talking... Sorry, Ads. We're not talking about would it work? Just if it did, would it benefit? Well, if it was to work, then it would have to benefit the game. Yeah, but, but you'd I need just... the relegation and you'd need the... <laughs> 
You start you know, I said it from the start. I said it from the start. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I'll say it to the end. I don't. I just can't see us bringing it in. We're we're a different sport. Like it's, we're not. If we were to bring all that stuff in, we're going to turn into the EPL. It's we're we're a different sport. It's just that's it's what you want, mate. Happen. So you don't. You so want you to. don't want. So you don't want your sport to be one of the best in the world, and it's played internationally, and it's loved internationally, and you just you get everyone playing it. You don't want oh, that, no. It, It'd be different. Obviously, everyone would want that. Everyone would love that. But it's an Australian sport. Like it's hard to change something that's so? been. Do you know? Yeah. So? Josh, Cri- Josh, cricket love this is cr- <laughs> cricket is cricket is your national sport. Yet that's yeah. played internationally and loved worldwide. So... Yeah, it is. But that's how unique AFL is. It's only played in Australia, and I think it should be stayed like that. So I'm it's... proud. Football I'm proud to say isn't the most watched sport in the world. World, by the way. No. Tour de France is. Oh, no one's watching that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talk shit, Well, man. three point something billion people watch it randomly. On your, I've never on your bike, it. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, when they're sleeping. Yeah, I'll get on my bike with that stuff. Obviously. See you later. Everyone sleeps with the TV on these days, do they? Like, <laughs> that's about right, yeah. <laughs> but no, good question by David. Right. I just, I don't yeah, think it will work. Unfortunately, that's I, a great... I love... Yeah, I love AFL. I think it will stay unique, but it's interesting to see what think, will happen if it ever does happen. Bloody Aussies, too answer close-minded. To your, answer to your question, Dave. Yes, it would benefit the sport. More more money, better results, better players. How so can that would, not benefit would, the sport? Exactly. <laughs> so no, we, we hope like, you're doing we well like as well, boring, David. We like our boring It's been sport. a while since we've seen yeah. you. We hope you're doing well. We, we love our sport. No one plays it. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jump off. But now, great, great question, Dave. Thanks for that, great mate. Questions. Hope to get some more questions from our listeners out there. I'll, I'll say it again. Record your question. Send it into the Sports Society Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, get some yeah. more Aussies. Or, um, get some more Aussies. DM us in. what Chris I said. DM us on um, Insta, and we can forward it over. So, yeah. thanks, guys. Slide in to the DMs. Slide, Slide it in. in. But if that's it, boys, I think we uh, we call it a night. Call it a night, lads. Good session. All good, boys. See you next week. See you next week.